May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. God, our strength and our redeemer. to tell their friends 
Jesus appears to all of them. He stands among them and says, Peace be with you. And they are completely freaked out, startled and terrified, Luke says. They thought they were seeing a ghost. And he says to them, Why are you so frightened? Look at me. That's me. Look at the wounds and my wrists and my ankles. Touch me. It's me. A ghost doesn't have flesh and bones. And because they still couldn't believe it and they were wondering, he said, look, give me something to eat. Ghosts can't eat food and they give him a piece of fish and he eats it and it doesn't, they can't see it traveling through his body. <laughs> He's real. And then he goes on to do as he was doing with Cleopas and Cleopas's companion, to open their minds, to understand that all the things that they know from the scriptures is alive and present in their midst. And all those things which they expected from a Messiah were not the sorts of things that the Messiah was reading about at all. The Messiah needed to suffer. This Messiah is to suffer, it says so in the Hebrew scriptures. But that suffering is not the last word. And this resurrection, this new life, this unexpected and strange presence in our midst, who is somehow supernatural and yet very natural, reminds us of the life of God that he originally came to show us. That repentance and the forgiveness of sins, which we've been talking about for the last three years, needs to be proclaimed and it's no longer me who's going to be doing it, it's you. And the last piece of today's Gospel reminds us of something that some of you are probably sick of hearing from me. That the dismissal is one of the most important parts of the service. When we stand ready to go, having done all the things that we do at this Eucharist, you are to be witnesses of these things. Go now to love and serve the Lord. Go in peace. But what is it that we go to witness to? Bill Wallace wrote to him, We are an Easter people. We are an Easter people. Ours is an Easter faith. And he goes on in the verses to say, The yeast is rising in our hearts. Our wine has vintage taste. Our tears are freed to flow and heal our shattered hopes and hearts. Our fears have died. We rise to dream, to love, to dance, to live. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. So when we say we are Easter people, we are resurrection people, what does it mean? Yes, we are filled with that hope, that fire in our hearts that Cleopas and his friend and then those disciples all had. But what does it mean day to day, moment to moment? How are we to be resurrection people? What will you do when you go from this place? How will you show that life? that is alive in you? How will you allow it space 
to keep kindling that spirit of love and forgiveness in you and recognize it when you see it in others. We have a choice, you see, to stay on Good Friday or to live into Easter Day. Perhaps that's why the church in its tradition has 40 days of Lent and 50 days of Easter. To remind us that while we are called to pour ourselves out like Jesus did on the cross, to live a self-giving life, yes, there will be suffering, yes, there will be pain, yes, there will be confusion and struggle, but always it is not the end. Always there is hope. Always there is new life. Because that stranger walks with us. And often we don't recognize the presence of the Holy One with us. But the strangeness of God is always with us. And all we need to do is pay attention. Open our ears, open our eyes, open our hearts. Let go of the Good Friday stuff. Not be bound by it. Because there is a new And sometimes we have to go through that process of death and resurrection, dying and rising, dying and rising a hundred times a day. Because if you're anything like me, you don't always get it right. But we are an Easter people. We have an Easter faith. We are resurrection people. We know the truth. That death was not the end. And our frailties and failures need not be the end. We can leave ego behind. It doesn't matter what people think of us. We don't have to win. We simply need to get up and walk forward in companionship with our God. So when you go today, and you say those words, Amen, we go in the name of Christ. Let us remember that that Christ is not always obvious. Mary didn't recognize him until she heard him say her name in the way that she recognized him saying it to her so many times with love and forgiveness. Cleopas and his friend didn't recognize him, even though they spent the whole day walking with him and listening to him talking until he broke the bread. Those disciples in the upper room really didn't recognize him until he did some of the very ordinary things that he had done with them before. Peter and James and John and the others went back to Galilee to fish, according to John chapter 21, and they didn't catch much. And a stranger on the shore called out to them to put their nets out on the other side of the boat. And they were filled with fish. And John said, it's him. Sometimes it takes us a while to wake up. But that is our calling. To wake up. Again and again and again. And to be part of bringing God's world to life. Christ is risen. 